Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Are you looking for a little peace and calmness in your life? Millions of people are. Our next guest is a best-selling author who has what he calls a toolkit of strategies to reduce anxiety. Chris Bailey is author of How to Calm Your Mind, Finding Presence and Productivity in Anxious Times. Chris, you're no stranger to anxiety. I understand you once had a panic attack while on stage before an audience. Tell us about that. This book is not one that I intended to write, if I'm being completely honest with you. I usually write books on personal productivity, accomplishing more each each day. And how it all began was I got on stage and I noticed that beads of sweat were starting to form on the back of my neck. I noticed this weird kind of nausea creeping in, the dizziness, rapid heartbeat. I realized I was having an anxiety attack on stage in front of this group of people. And luckily, I pulled myself together and kind of hobbled my way through this talk. Afterward, though, I remember trying to pick up the pieces and thinking, why? Like, how could such a thing happen? Because I was investing in a lot of self-care strategies at the time. I was meditating every day, which is supposed to help calm our mind. I was sinking into good books, going to the spa with my wife, getting massages, stuff like that. But still, this anxiety had the space, the oxygen to metastasize in my life, and as did burnout. And so I asked the question at the time, what do I have to do in order to introduce more calm into my days? And that set me off mostly a research journey, chatting with experts, pouring through as many journal articles as I could get my hands on, nerding out about these topics, and now sharing what I learned in the hopes that it helps other people too. One of the things you say is that there are countless sources of hidden stress buried within our days. What types of stress would those be? We have a lot of obvious kinds of stress. You know, I don't need to go through them, right? Financial concerns, concerns about relationships. But we can break down the chronic stress that we face, which is stress just that we face repeatedly, into the more obvious kinds as well as the hidden kinds. And this was one of the more surprising discoveries in looking at the research on stress, that a lot of what stresses us out we pay attention to by choice. One good example of this is the news, in fact, and how it affects our mind and leads us to anxiety. One great example of this was the Boston Marathon bombings that took place in 2013, I believe. The team of researchers looked at two groups of people. The first group of people were runners in the actual marathon on that day. And the second group of people were those who watched six or more hours of news coverage about the Boston Marathon bombings. And what the team of researchers found was that those who watched the news coverage were more likely to develop post-traumatic stress disorder and were more stressed by the bombings than somebody who was in the marathon and personally and directly affected by it. I can't think of a more illustrative example of how harmful and almost, I would say, toxic the hidden stress in our life can be. And there is so much to identify. But for making inroads for taming anxiety, compartmentalizing news checks, subscribing to the physical newspaper. I feel I'm the only one in my city of my age that gets the physical newspaper, but I love it. I don't consume any news online after reading that one study, but there's similar strategies for the other sources of stress too. Our guest is Chris Bailey, author of How to Calm Your Mind, Finding Presence and Productivity in Anxious Times. 
So you've touched on a couple of ways to maybe reduce stress or anxiety. Let's talk about some others. You mentioned meditation. The fascinating thing about meditation, and you know, meditation is a practice. It's an art of usually focusing on one single object of attention. Usually the breath is my preferred object of attention. But the idea behind the practice is if you can focus on your breath, you can focus on pretty much anything. Because it's hard to imagine something more boring and less engaging than the breath. And so it's not a process of not thinking as a lot of people think, but it's a process of setting aside thoughts. One of the things on your list here of ways to counter uh, anxiety, develop a personalized saver list. Tell us about that. Oh, yes. There's nothing better, in fact. So (laughs) savoring is a fascinating science behind how we enjoy our lives. The process through which we convert positive experiences into positive emotions. And so just because you experience something good doesn't mean that you'll derive any satisfaction whatsoever from it. Think of the delicious meals you just scarf down distractedly when you're watching some movie, right? And this was indeed one of the more fascinating fields I encountered in writing this book. Here's a curious thing. Women find it easier to savor experiences than men, and wealthier people find it much more difficult to savor. But there's different types of savoring that we can practice. First and foremost is have that savor list and pick a thing from it every day, whether that's your morning cup of coffee where you could just enjoy it completely, whether that's time with a good friend that you can fully immerse yourself in. And there's a lot of different styles of savoring to choose from. We can luxuriate in an experience. It's one type that's studied by researchers where we bask in the glow of something in the present. Think of like a cat just stretching out in the sun. Thanksgiving is another one, practicing gratitude for the good things in our days, marveling at an experience, feeling a sense of awe at something pulls us into the moment. And it actually activates the here and now brain network that leads us to become focused and present and productive. So we actually make back this time. I think that's the sweet spot when it comes to these wellness strategies. And at least in my view, coming at these ideas from the lens of productivity is there are a lot of strategies we can invest in where we make back the time that we spend on them. And then some, because they lead us to become more focused, productive, engaged, and calm. And savoring is up there. Meditation is up there. Taming stress is up there. And we enjoy life more while we're at it. It's fantastic. It's the best of all worlds. What about physical exercise? Is that something that can be used like meditation to reduce stress? The fascinating thing about exercise is hardly anything makes us less stressed than exercise, apart from perhaps socializing with other people. People are at the top for productivity, for calm. Hardly anything makes us more calm and present than time with somebody that we love, just as people are the reason for productivity. And physical activity is a close second. And the fascinating thing behind these different strategies is how they live in the analog world. If the digital world is centered around distraction and novelty and kind of empty engagement, the meaning to be found 
in the analog is so profound and exercise is a great example of that. Most of the digital world is centered around dopamine, which is a neurochemical that we think leads us to pleasure, but doesn't really. It leads us to more of a sense of anticipation of pleasure, where we always feel as though pleasure is on the way. And often it pulls us out of the present moment. What exercise does and what time with people does is it pulls us into the here and now where we become engaged with whatever it is that we're doing. We practice this skill of presence and we sharpen our mind to become more focused at the same time, the research shows, while we balance the chemicals in our mind. One random stat for you. These days, we spend more than 13 hours a day looking at screens. That's a lot of mental stimulation. That's a lot of distraction. That's a lot of lost productivity and also lost meaning because we don't spend that time in the analog. How to Calm Your Mind, Finding Presence and Productivity in Anxious Times. Chris Bailey is the author. Chris, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It was fun. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.